0: Bald and blonde welcome to the mindset evolution podcast hear about tips tricks skills tools inspiration mental hygiene know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are and here are your hosts, kathy tate and daisy pop
1: and hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I'm Cathy Tate, your host from Australia. With me, as always, your host from the Florida Keys, Daisy Papp. Hi, Daisy.
0: Hello, my dear friend. So good to see you. And I'm so excited that this is the last episode of season four, and we are already soon starting season five. And I'm in such humbled awe. Thank you, my favorite podcast partner, the one and only.
1: (laughs) It is super exciting. (laughs) It is super exciting. Episode 93, this is the last one of season four, then we launch into season five, along with brand new intros and outros and a brand new webpage, Daisy. So we're really excited. Thank you to our listeners everywhere around the globe in 65 countries and counting. We're super excited to have you with us as well. Please make sure you continue to share with your family and friends, and support us so we can stay ad-free. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. It's a juicy one and one that you are an absolute expert in, Daisy, and I think it's an important conversation to have with our listeners so that they understand the power of what it is you really do. So today I want to talk about recoding.
0: hmm okay. Well, let's do it. Recoding. Well, where does it come from? I believe it has to do with giving ourselves an update in beliefs, update in habits, update in thinking processes, update in patterns overall, because once we update that, that is, I believe, humbly, we can be really free. Now, probably you're also a little bit referring to self-recoding, which is the brand I created and I founded Self-Recoding in 2008. It's turning 14 this year. And actually I was thinking back then, recoding is a good thing because what does it mean recoding? Coding, most people are probably familiar with, meaning you're coding a code or you're coding a program. And recoding refers to doing something again, like organizing and then reorganizing thinking than rethinking. And recoding, I believe, is very healthy because most of us are not aware how conditioned we are in many areas, if not all areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. And self-recoding, because who am I to recode you? What do I know that you don't know? Mm -hmm. So I like to give Tools, and I like to help humans acquire skills to use these tools so that then they can proceed with their own self recoding.
1: So to me, what I'm hearing is that coding, you said it is programming. So it's like a software that we have running through us to use an analogy that's nice and simple for everybody to understand. And I believe that you wrote a book about this, Daisy. Can you tell us about that? Because this is the same kind of subject I'm feeling. Mm,
0: yes, the subject is correct. It is the same subject, the little book, Software Update for Your Mind is a short compilation of skills that we can use instantaneously to make changes and to also take a self-inventory and really make shifts for a better life. And it is really short to read. It's not a big literature or a big piece of literature. And it has nevertheless very powerful skills and tools included ways how to acquired these skills to then use the tools.
1: That sounds fantastic, actually. It sounds like a really handy book to have. And I know that you do the same thing live in your workshops. Is that right?
0: Yes, I do. I do, of course, because I do what I do in one-on-one sessions, also with groups and in seminars and workshops and also with couples. And I'm writing about that as well, yes.
1: Awesome. Well, guys, if you do want to come to one of Daisy's workshops, they're now available to join. Just go over to Bald and Blonde. Dot live and there's a button on the homepage that will direct you to where you can join one of our workshops because they're super powerful. So let's go back to the conversation. We've talked about how coding is programming or conditioning or mm. software, and that it needs to be redone or rethought or revised or just <laughs> re-gone over, which is where the recoding comes in. And you've talked about how, in your belief. And your business, you help people do this within themselves. So that's why you've named it self recoding. Now, that all makes complete sense to me. What are these magical tools that you speak of, Daisy? Like, (laughs) I'm not asking you to name all the tools because that would be impossible, of course. But if you can explain maybe the science behind how this works so people can grasp how powerful it is. Mm. Well, I think when we go back to
0: software, it may be easier to understand. We have like a GPS mm. as a metaphor within ourselves, a GPS that signals us when we are off the path towards where we really want to go. It senses us or signals us where to go, where not to go. But most of these programs within this GPS are not consciously Programmed or coded, but they're rather conditioned. What we saw when we grew up, what we heard when we grew up, what we later on learned in school and in further education. And most of us are not even aware of how much of what we believe is not ours, but is someone else's beliefs. And I humbly believe that it is so important to become aware of that because. Only when we become aware of how we function internally will we be able to generate different results. Mm -hmm. And the tools that I'm using are backed by science. And I really agree with you that it's impossible to mention even some of them because some of them are not even there pure essence anymore of that specific tool because it became part of self-recoding. So many of these recipes that make self-recoding up that are contained in self-recoding, that recipe is a little bit from here, a little bit from there and some other element from elsewhere. And those combined make it so powerful because it makes it so much faster to get results now, I believe it's also important to mention why it is so powerful, because it is fast. How often is it that you may have tried to change a specific pattern or a specific behavior within you? And then you ran into difficulty because the old showed up again and appeared to be stronger and to be more present and to be more resistant and resistant of change and persistent therefore and when we once know how beliefs are built what they are made of then that is when we then can change those beliefs into healthier ones because many of us if not most of us we are still running around and living our lives With many beliefs that no longer serve us and no longer serve our life nor our lifestyle nor our commitment to life or to serving or commitment to family, commitment to relationship and most importantly, I believe, commitment to self. And that combined then with the formula for finding true love is really the powerhouse. Because once we understand what our greatest needs are, and we did an episode on the nine universal human needs, when we understand those within ourselves, and then we understand that when I feel uncomfortable or I feel that some of my needs are not met, and I finally can point out which of my needs are not being met then I will have a much greater success chance mm, to get them fulfilled. First, I'm responsible for fulfilling my own. And then if I can't, then I can reach out. But how can I reach out without pointing it out or really calling it by its name mm, to ask for help from those surrounding me?
1: Yes, I can see especially clear there is that you need to define those things for yourself before it can go outwards. And the other thing that I've picked up from what you just said just then is that habits seem to be the symptoms of our current belief systems. And though when we update those belief systems, it's easier to update the habits.
0: Mm, yes, clearly. And yeah. some habits are very subconscious. Because Mm. let's go back to the GPS.
1: Especially when you've been doing them your whole life, right? Like some of the things we do, say brushing our teeth, we've been doing since we can remember. So they've certainly become a habit to do it a certain way or at a certain time or with a certain toothbrush or with a certain paste or whatever it is. is It's a good example of a lifelong Mm -hmm. habit that if you needed to change it or tweak it, it could be tricky because it's so ingrained. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Yes. So I think this is a good idea to take as an example, the toothbrush and the brushing your teeth and the taste of the toothpaste. So when we realize that most of the time of our waking life, we are on autopilot, most of us are not aware. Probably our listeners are aware. That's why they're listening. Or maybe they're listening because that's what they become aware of more and more, how much they are on autopilot. But when I'm on autopilot, where's the power? The power is in the GPS. hmm? Yeah. And not within me. So when I take my power back and I really take an inventory and then Have a look. What is it that I really want to keep? What is still helpful? What is supporting me and my goals? What is supporting my vision? What is supporting still my dreams, my passion? And then I can make adjustments. Because if they're not in alignment, I will not be able to reach those goals and I will not be able to reach the vision or that dream mm, or that harmony or that healthy lifestyle that I actually dream of. But when I make adjustments in the subconscious mind, it works much more resourcefully and successfully than when I'm trying to do it with what's behind my forehead and what's between my ears.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Why would people recode? Why should they? Like, They might be sitting going, this all sounds great, but I'm fine. Yes, I
0: hear you. And I believe that you're right with this, that people ask themselves, well, I'm fine. Well, it depends how far you want to go. And it depends on what quality you want in your life, in specific aspects of your life. Because, yes, can we cope and can we survive in a way? Yes, we can. It is maybe a harsh example when I bring this up, but maybe it rings some bells in the ears of our listeners that children can adapt to so much They can adapt easily to hardship. They can adapt to unfairness and to harshness, to not being treated childlike. And children adapt because that is their survival skill. But we are no longer those children anymore. We have memory of us being these children in many cases. And I'm not even going further to even worse abuse. Mm -hmm. But when we internally don't update those beliefs that we established when it was necessary and when it was needed to survive or needed for us to cope with it so that it becomes more endurable, the pain we felt or the exclusion we felt or the harsh words we felt the pain of. In a consequence to some misuse and abuse of words, and oftentimes physical abuse as well, and emotional abuse is, I believe, one that most humans can agree to that they have suffered that during their life. And when we then have a look at it, that we are not updating that, then we are still operating on a GPS, on an autopilot that back then there was very healthy for us to cope with specific situations, but no longer is Mm -hmm. in the current situation. So that is why I believe it is almost mandatory. If it was upon me, I would gently bring it into the school systems around the world and I'm working on it to... Work with teachers. I work with teachers around the globe, little groups, sometimes larger groups in different continents, different countries, different cultures. Because when we go to the common denominator that we are humans and we have specific needs, and we are all born with a tremendous curiosity, a fabulous curiosity, instead of killing that curiosity or clipping off its wings, It is so much more resourceful and healthy, I believe, humbly, to keep the curiosity up and therefore help children to learn very easily because they're learning machines if we just let them. And nobody I know of, and I met millions of people through my work, that it is impossible to believe that any one of those that I had met throughout my life and my work that one even could say that I'm not conditioned and I'm not coded in a way that it's not worthwhile for me individually, subjectively to recode and update some of those codings that I was forced to, that were forced upon me or Mm. that I was conditioned to.
1: Yes, now actually, I have a bit of a good story that sort of fits here, I think, and it's a personal one. I guess it's a little bit of an announcement, too, because something quite strange has happened, Daisy. Mm. After more than a decade, I have underarm hair. (laughs) Now, let that sink in, people, because I have what is called alopecia universalis. There are three types of alopecia alopecia areata which is spots on the head actually there's 13 types but the type I have has three parts to it spots on the head no hair on your head but you have your body hair and then no hair anywhere on your body and I have had universalists for over a decade where I've had 95% of my body hair has been gone and after working with you and doing this podcast, I believe, has been instrumental. We've had over 96 conversations, I think, plus our early ones around mindset evolution. And during that process, somewhere along the line, something's unlocked in my alopecia and I have regressed from universalist back to totalist. I have underarm hair, I have leg hair, I have arm hair, I have eyebrows growing crazy and I have eyelashes again after five years. So <laughs> there's my real life proof that recoding works and can help your body make these subtle changes and I see it as it helping us come back into balance Mm -hmm. and when our systems are in balance things start working sort of as they were intended to work and when we have a disease or as Daisy likes to play with words dis-ease it comes from somewhere and I truly believe it comes from our conditioning and I certainly experienced a load of conditioning when I was a child and through most of my informative years and my young adulthood. Mm -hmm. And so it was a lot of untangling to work on. (laughs) And it's probably not all done, let's be honest. I can put my hand up and say that we all probably should be constantly working on ourselves and developing. But I wanted to share that good news with our audience because I know that out there in our 65 countries, there is a lot of alopecians listening. So guys, I encourage you to listen to all of our episodes and take on board what Daisy has to teach us because it really does change things. Whether you realize it's working or not, it will have a subtle effect on you and it will be a positive effect, I can assure you. So there's my news, my good story. How about that? Fabulous. Eyelashes. Yes. So happy. <laughs> Fabulous.
0: I would like to add two things in here. One of that is That I offered Kathy just for the audience, to work on her alopecia directly. And she did not want that. She said, no, I don't want anything to do with hair. I did. Probably (laughs) because there is a big link that hair also means pain not having hair. Yes,
1: probably, but that wasn't the reason I refused. The reason I refused was because I'm the bald warrior and it is my purpose and duty to the world to stand up for people with alopecia. So I didn't want the hair back. However, pretty happy about the eyelashes. (laughs) Go on, Daisy.
0: (laughs) So now you see there's already a belief The belief that you cannot stand for those who have alopecia when you are able to regrow your hair, because you can still remain the bald warrior when your hair is grown back. So one excludes the other is just not true. It's not black and white. And the other thing that I would like to insert here, because I truly appreciate that you say what Daisy is teaching I do not believe that I'm teaching what I do. I offer knowledge to be acquired. And then it is up to those to pick what is offered.
1: That's a lovely way to put it. So I'm happy to stand corrected there. And yes, you're probably right about my belief system. What do you guys think out there? Do you guys think that if I grew my hair back, I could still be the bald warrior? I'd love to hear your opinion. Honestly, I would probably shave it into a mohawk because that's just how I jam. (laughs) And I would love to see. That would be awesome. (laughs) Might have to get bigger headphones. (laughs) No, I think when you do that, then there must be
0: a little shaved spot so that the headphone sits or you turn it down so that then you have
1: it under your chin. Oh, that would be hilarious. So I think this has been a good conversation about recoding. Any words you'd like to end today on, Daisy, encouragement for our listeners, perhaps an easy way to get started, apart from listening to us, of course, tip for them to not be so overwhelmed because this is a big subject and it's daunting to think, oh my God, all my programming's wrong. (laughs) So I don't want to leave them with that thought. I want Mm -hmm. to leave them with an easy first step and some assurance that it's not as daunting as it may seem.
0: Mm. So first of all, there is no such human where all programming is bad or wrong or all coding must be updated. That's just not the case because that's, again, the reason why it's called self-recoding. You can choose what you want to update. Let's say you have a pattern to choose specific partners mm, for relationships, intimate relationships or let's say you have specific patterns that you behave a certain way with your coworkers, or that you have a specific attitude that sometimes is not really supporting loving relationships. We all do have these areas and specific aspects in our lives. And I'm the first to admit, I do believe being a self-developer is a commitment to myself. And I want to be the best I can be. As quickly as possible. But that's just me. Many humans were told, no, oh, no, you can't. Well, prove them wrong. There are many things you can when you update your coding. And they're absolutely stunning results. And one day when I get permission from some of the world class athletes, I will write a book about it. But they feel they still want to keep me as their Little Joker in
1: secret their hand, weapon, yes, I would say, yeah, secret weapon, <laughs> yeah, or
0: weapon. I don't really like that, but their secret alliance, and I understand that, and I understand the viewpoint from their point of view because they, of course, compete hmm, against others. Yes, and yeah. there is a fear that when they give away their little hidden, very private recipe, that then others will be able to use that as well. I do believe that it is almost irresponsible to not be a self-developer because we can see how the world has developed and how humans have not developed as a species so greatly because there are still wars going on and there are still gossips going on and there's still defamation going on and censorship is going on. And I humbly believe, but very strongly, that this all cannot happen and it also cannot exist when we are all becoming self-developers and in addition to that, self-thinkers. Don't mm-hmm. give your power away, take your power back and make your life the greatest you can make it into. And that requires you. When you take your power back, then it's no longer about others. Oh, I can't do that because ABC said that and uh, GYH said something else. And oh, my grandmother and in my close environment, it would never be accepted. Well, then the people in your close environment may then no longer remain that close. And when you become honest with yourself, then you will know exactly that you have many areas of your life of which at least one can be a priority to have a look, take an inventory. And there's so much knowledge to be acquired that it will change your life. I have not had one single one-on-one client or one single workshop attendee of the many thousand that would have said, no, mm, this really, I didn't get out of it anything, not one, mm. not one.
1: Mm. Yeah, I believe that. Yes, I hear you. I see that it starts with self-awareness. As we always say, everything starts with self and we share this to help you also be your best version. Mm. So that's it from us today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to join us for one of Daisy's workshops. boldenblonde.live is the place to go. You'll find loads of stuff on there, including listening to our episodes live, full transcripts. And a support us section. We would love your support. And we are creating something very special for all of our supporters, a VIP club launching next week with the new website. So make sure you check that out. That's it from us, everybody. We'll see you soon with another amazing conversation in Season 5. We are bold and blonde.
0: Mindset evolution and As little as $1, your help is so much needed because we want to remain independent and ad-free. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you'll find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.